0: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
1: We do have breaking news today, and you're the guy that's behind this. Over to you, Moose. We're going to Montreal. Ta-da! Ta-da. We are taking our show on the road. Thursday and Friday, we'll be on the air from,
3: uh, from the Stanley Cup Finals. How cool is that?
1: Yes, live Thursday, Friday from Montreal, downtown Montreal, in advance of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final. We will be there live.
0: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Uh, It absolutely is, and uh, truly flying solo here today. Moose Dupont has left for a haircut. And with that flow, it's going to take a while. And man, things move fast, and this is why we love talking sports in the daytime here on Game Plus TV plus the various streaming platforms, is that we've got all kinds of breaking news. Yeah, yesterday it was our news that we're going to Montreal. Today, out of Buffalo, and I'm reading this from tsn.ca, Don Granato is sticking around in Buffalo. The tweets from the Sabres. Donnie's coming back. We have hired Don Granato as the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres. TSN Hockey Insider Pierre Lebrun reports it will be a three-year deal for the 53-year-old. More from LeBron. Granado served as an interim head coach last year after taking over from Ralph Kruger in March, leading the Sabres to a 9-16-3 record to finish the season. When Granado took over, the Sabres were 6-18-4 and well on their way to missing the playoffs for the 10th season in a row. But remember how good they got near the end of the year? Or at least better? I guess we'll find out if uh, this makes a difference to uh, Mr. Reichel or not, whether he wants to stay in town. But Don Granato, the new head coach of the... Buffalo Sabres just came down this morning. We're talking some CFL stuff, and we'll probably come around to this later more uh, coming up here in hour two. And incidentally, this is the second half kickoff presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, home for the Stanley Cup playoffs, home of the Seattle Kraken Fan Club. We were there last night with my good friend Jay red Dumba and uh, Pinks. We watched game one of the Stanley Cup final at the Four Seasons. I suggest you get down there. If you want to get out of the house and enjoy some hockey, but Ryan Flaherty, the television voice of the Saskatchewan rush will be with us. The uh, NLL expansion draft is tomorrow for the new team in Fort worth, Texas. We'll talk about the rush's expansion uh, list and who they left off more importantly. And Dan Moriarty from NHL cool shots. That's coming up later, but right now we're going to do the original 16 ultra update. Are you ready? Clark? Tell me when let's go. The Montreal Canadiens have found out they're not in Kansas anymore. They're licking their wounds today after getting spanked 5-1 in Tampa Bay in game one of the Stanley Cup final Monday night. Habs defenseman Jeff Petrie said afterwards that the game was closer than the score indicates, but not really. Sure, it was 2-0 Lightning going to the third period, but the defending Stanley Cup champions had control of the entire game and won the shot clock margin 27-19. But overall, it wasn't a great game. That's the way Tampa plays, and they make no apologies for it. Philly in Montreal coach Luke Richardson said afterwards the positive is that they know they didn't play their best game. What he means by that is they can play much better and they'll need to in Wednesday's game two. It's an impressive stat that the Canadiens have never lost when they score three or more goals. And obviously that held true again in game one. However, that's as much a testament to their goaltender, Carey Price, than anything else. And sometimes teams tend to rely too much on their goalies, especially this time of year. And perhaps the Blue Blanc Rouge was guilty of that Monday night. They weren't the high-flying Habs in Florida. In fact, they were grounded in a lot of ways. They were missing one of their star players, Joel Armia, plus head coach Dominic Ducharme due to COVID protocol. Now the Habs need to stay coronavirus-free down there in the COVID capital over the next two days and try to regroup in game two. Nobody said this was going to be easy. (laughs) Oh, that. Original 16 Ultra. Let me tell you something about Original 16. It is an Original 16 to fit your active lifestyle, superior taste with only 80 calories and 2.5% alcohol. Taste without compromise. I'll take their word for it. Ryan Flaherty is a good friend of ours, television voice of the Saskatchewan Rush, Global Saskatoon. I saw his tweets last night. He was covering the Rattlers' home loss to the Hamilton Honey Badgers. He's just an all-around super dude. Ryan, welcome back to the RP Show, my man. Hey, Ron. Thanks for having me. It's been, uh, it's been a while. Glad to be back. Yes, it's been, uh, it has been far too long. I'm missing my road trips up there to uh, the Bridge City. <laughs> but we got a lot to go through, man. And if you don't mind, Ryan, before we get to the Rattlers game, which you covered last night, and all the rest, and a little CEBL talk, the expansion drafts tomorrow – for the Panther City Lacrosse Club. And just like NHL teams, the Rush announced their protected list a while back, like last week or the week before, but they don't put on who they didn't protect. So please give me the ins and outs of (laughs) of what the Rush Nation's looking at for this NLL expansion draft tomorrow. Yeah,
4: it's a little different when you're talking NLL expansion draft because there there are definitely, uh, you know, mock drafts and things out there, but it's not like there's... You know, 30 different Rush fan blogs that are all digging in, micro analyzing the names on and names off. So sometimes the information is not exactly exactly as uh, apparent. But yeah, it's actually this evening. In fact, the draft uh, 7ET, uh, five five local here in Saskatchewan. So I'm gearing up to uh, see what happens. I think I don't think there's going to be a big surprise when it comes to the Rush. But you're, you're talking about who's who's not protected. Um, A couple of notable names, but I think it's important for people to remember uh, that free agency plays a big part in this. And, of course, free agency doesn't open until August 1st, so there are some guys that are strategically left off the protected list because they're UFAs, and, uh, you know, it would be a big risk for uh, Panther City Lacrosse Club to select them because there's no guarantee they could sign them. So, you know, you see names like Jeff Shatler and Jeremy Thompson You know, Evan Kirk, all those guys are unprotected, but they're also all UFAs. So the likelihood that they're going to be selected is pretty low. That being said, in 2018, when the San Diego Seals joined the league, uh, they got, uh, and the Philadelphia Wings, in fact, uh, the Rush actually lost two players and both went to San Diego. There were some sort of side deals made. So they didn't have a player selected by Philadelphia. But One of the players that went to San Diego was a UFA in Brett Midsky. And they ended up trading four draft picks to get him back like 10 days later. Uh, And then he actually signed with Vancouver one season after that. So they paid a steep price to get a guy back. So no guarantees that a guy like Kirk might be selected. You know, who knows if Panther City wants to take a gamble. But I think the guy that uh, most lacrosse people are looking at as the likely selection off the Russ roster is uh, Graham Hossick, defender. Uh, Big young stud, uh, still, you know, got a lot of teams can have a lot of control over his rights because he's not at UFA status yet. And uh, he's a very talented guy, but the rush also have some young defenders in the pipeline. So we'll see. Then again, could, could Derek Keenan reacquire him if he's selected? That's also a possibility.
1: I appreciate the NLL talk and I could spend this whole segment on that. And uh, I got a few more <laughs> questions on that. I apologize that I, I thought it was tomorrow morning. So it's tonight. It gives me something else to watch tonight. Yeah. You know how it is. A million emails going in and out of this cranium with yes. a million different sports. But it's, but it's exciting. It's good because we got some actual action going on here. And you mentioned Evan Kirk. Make him work. I really miss rush games. Uh, but before we go any further down that, is there a a website or somewhere that we can go, and NLL fans, to preview this expansion draft tonight? Who's protected? Who's not? Is there any coverage on that that you could point out?
4: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the NLL's website has uh, all the different pl- uh, team protected lists up there, uh, so you can take a look at uh, who's on, who's who's uh, who's not on. Although, you know, you're gonna have to look at the full roster and compare to the protected list. Uh, there's a couple of uh, uh, previews. Um, the, the draft itself is going to be streamed uh, on, I believe, on YouTube. There's a link on the NLL site as well, hosted by Devin Caney with League. Um, and uh, there's a couple of previews. In fact, Marissa and Jemmy, who uh, has done a lot, a lot of letter writing for the NHL in the past, she's now writing for the NLL as well. So she has a bit of a preview as well on the NLL site. So that's uh, there's some resources there. And of course, The Rush. Uh, have you know their protected list and some info about that as well on on com.
1: just going to read a couple comments from view- from viewers ega watching on youtube says hi mr peterson did health canada improve the 2021 cfl return to play Uh, not yet. I would think Ryan, if they had, we'd know about it, right? As far as we know, they have not, uh, from Sean in Vancouver. Great show today, Roddy. Will the Montreal shows be on game plus at the same time, Thursday and Friday. Can't wait to see you guys in Quebec. Get Trudeau on the show. LOL. Well, hard no on that one. No JT coming on this show, but yes, noon Eastern Thursday, Friday, live from downtown Montreal. We'll be doing the show, but back to Ryan Flaherty. Before I talk about the Canadian elite basketball league, how do you think the NLL is gonna come back from the pandemic, Ryan? Because this hasn't been good uh, for you.
4: No, it's been it's been it's been really rough. I mean, you talk about the fact the timing of everything and you know, when everything got shut down, they were mid season. So they lost, you know, the entirety of the rest of the twenty twenty season. They've lost basically the twenty twenty one season, and now we're looking at twenty twenty two. Uh so by the time they get back on the floor, it's gonna have it will have been roughly 20 months, uh, give or take, between between games. Uh, That's obviously really difficult, but there's, you know, with the expansion and, you know, some other things, different local markets, you know, the sale of the rush here, uh, there's been news that's happened that's kind of kept the NLL in people's minds. The league has done a really good job over the last few years of maintaining a really strong presence on social media, really engaging with fans during the off season, even when it hasn't been a pandemic. I think a lot of that is going to bear some fruit. There's the excitement of all these other new teams that are still quite new uh, and their fan bases that are still kind of growing as we go. So I'm cautiously optimistic. I think, you know, I was talking with some people uh, last week about how we were all kind of wringing our hands last fall about, oh, how many fans are going to want to come back to games and what's it going to be like at that point? And All I've heard from teams, and it's not just one team or two, every team I talk to that's now gearing up to get back onto the ice or the court or the field or whatever, they're just getting flooded with people calling. Like, it doesn't seem like there's very much at all of the sort of hesitant group. Now, theres I'm sure there are some, but I don't know if it's going to be that significant as we maybe originally feared. I think perhaps the length of this pandemic is actually... In, it's come back around almost and now people are so starved that maybe if they were on the fence before they're like, you know what, it's been a long time. I've got my shots. I am ready to go. So I think we're going to see a big crowd back for in rush nation. I mean, that probably goes without saying, but it is still the big question mark and we, we won't find out for a few more months.
1: Great answer, by the way. And you're right. Nobody knew how we were going to come out of this, but they've really missed their rush. And they've missed their Rattlers, too. I was following your Twitter yeah. feed last night. I watched Saturday's game on CBC Gem. I didn't catch last night's game. But um, the Rattlers are rolling, too. CEBL's C- playing so far. They've come off without a hitch. Ryan, we're not even a week into the regular season yet, but so far, so good.
4: It's it's pretty great. The CEBL, like, you got to be so impressed with what they've been able to do right like going back to last year this is a league that had completed one season they're still just trying to fight for relevance and and attention and not only did they play last year last summer when almost nobody else did but they managed to complete a season albeit a a shortened condensed one in, in a bubble a tournament format but they got it done they stayed in people's minds as an as an existing league that was huge But for them, it was so vital that they'd be back in the local markets this year. Like, there's no way that they could go two years after just one without having any games in local markets. And the fact that restrictions are starting to lift now is a big thing as well. The Rush, or pardon me, the Rattlers were able to have, uh, you know, 150 vaccine clinic workers on hand last night to kind of thank them for their work, their service. Um, And by July 12th, they're third or their fourth home game of the season they're going to be full you know unless anything changes they're going to be able to welcome back fans with no restrictions and that's absolutely massive so a big cap tip to the CEBL, trying different things they've got a new online platform now where you can subscribe to within the league CEBL Plus and get all the games very reasonable rate so fan accessibility is huge and just being able to sell tickets again is going to be so so critical for this league because they're still expanding as well right the ottawa blackjacks joined last year they finally get to play at home for the first time. And we're going to be looking at Montreal likely next year. So um, it's it's vital for the CBL to have a good year this year. Uh, the Rattlers, tough start for them. They're dealing with several injuries at the guard position. So uh, they're going to have to adjust on the fly. But tough game for them last night. Uh, they, a true Elam ending. They lose on the final basket as a, sort of that, that ending is designed to do. Uh, unfortunately, they came out on the wrong end. So we'll see how they do on Canada Day when they're out in Fraser Valley for uh, game three.
1: Yeah, well, you can't uh, beat the excitement. There's no doubt about that. Um, hey, last question. Chris Bird in Toronto wants to know, love the stacks of CDs. Ryan, do you have a typical musical genre to which you tend to gravitate?
4: Uh, thanks for the question. You guys, uh, you, you, you gave me the gears about my CDs last time, so I'm glad someone uh, appreciates my throwback uh, collection. <laughs> um you know what? I listen to pretty much everything. Um, I actually host a radio show, a volunteer uh, at uh, CFCR 90.5 FM, the community radio station here in Saskatoon. I have for many years off and on. I actually host the show Sunday nights, 11.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. Uh, you can listen online, cfcr.ca. So if you're interested in my musical taste, I suggest you tune in. It's called The Connection. And it's basically there's a theme every week and all the music is connected. Last week... I had everything from Frank Sinatra to Donna Summer uh, to contemporary, more contemporary uh, stuff, uh, very, very like new rock, indie rock uh, bands and that sort of thing. So you never know what you're going to get. So uh, there's a little plug. Listen to the connection on uh, CFCR 90.5 FM, cfcr.ca.
1: How about that? How about about something. Learn something you. new every day. Ryan. Next time, let's chat CFL because I always ran into you there at training camp, right? We've run out of time here, but lots to chat with you about. This has been great. Uh, So enjoy the summer. Enjoy the sports. Keep up what you're doing because I enjoy following all your stuff. And thanks for the time today.
4: Absolutely. Thanks, Lenny. Congrats on the Montreal shows. That should be a lot of fun, so enjoy that. That is going to be an absolute circus.
1: Have fun. Thank you for the reminder. I appreciate it. Yeah, Ryan Flaherty joining us from Saskatoon, the television voice of the Saskatchewan Rush. Everybody's saying, are you nervous? No, they said, how are you feeling about going to Montreal? I'm like, I'm a little nervous about getting this all taken care of, but once we get that taken care of, we'll roll. Got Some of my old-time buddies going to come down and join us. Chris Knuckles Nyland. That's going to be great. Uh, Bobby Marrier' is going to come on the show. Nate Thompson, some of the Habs alum that we're lining up. So, yeah, that's Thursday, Friday, live from downtown Montreal we got Dan Moriarty from NHL Cool Shots coming up. Producer Clark's going to come out here and join us a little later, too. we got breaking news today. I won't make you wait for the break. The Buffalo Sabres have hired Don Granato as their new head coach today. They've removed the interim tag. We'll talk a little bit more about that as well. It is Canada's daytime sports talk show live on Game Plus Television, and we'll be right back. We're also live on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio. For Suds, full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it, let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod.
1: All right, welcome back, everybody. Hey, we got all kinds of news coming down today. I mentioned the Buffalo Sabres have hired Don Granato as their new head coach. Notification, the Edmonton Oilers have signed forward Ryan Nugent Hopkins to an eight-year, $41 million extension. How about that? The Nuge isn't going anywhere. Avoiding free agency? A lot of people didn't think he was going to stick there. From Chris Johnston at Sportsnet, the Habs have asked the Quebec government for permission to increase attendance at Bell Centre to 10500 for the Stanley Cup final and are awaiting a response. So that would be a bump from uh, 3,500, obviously. And then when I talked about Thursday, Friday, we're doing the show live from downtown Montreal. Game Plus Television Network is sending us there. I mentioned some of the guests that are going to be coming on, and what did I say? Chris Knuckles, Nyland, Nate Thompson, Bobby marriott That's me and Knuckles right there. You guys remember Chris Knuckles, Nyland? I, that old Don Cherry Rockham, <laughs> he played a video of, of uh, Nyland, he had old Bruce Knuckles, and Cherry said, look at them Knuckles, folks. That's not from playing the piano. And as Craig Monroe has pointed out here, one of our viewers, where did it go? It slipped off my screen. Lots of rehab guys on the show in Montreal. It's good coverage and awareness for recovery and substance abuse. Hashtag go Habs Co. You noticed all of us in addiction recovery that are going to be on these shows. Nate Thompson. Maybe we can drag Sopal up. He's one of us, too. So let's go down to California now, and I appreciate Dan Moriarty, NHL Cool Shots, huge fan here. I missed the last time he was on. How you doing, Dano?
3: You were, you were nice enough to allow me on with Clark. You were on vacation, and I was jealous of you being on vacation. But thanks for having me, and thanks for wearing the, the, the Tuesday blue. We have our uniform
1: on. Absolutely. Yeah. Good, to, good,
3: to, good to talk to you. Good to see you, Rod. This is
1: great. Thank you. Yes, it is. And like I say, huge fan here. And by the way, that week I was in a recovery coach academy. It was grueling. This ain't work. That's work. And you know how that is, Dan. And <laughs> I hear you. I hear <laughs> so you. Yeah. I got to ask you this. It's an all-Eastern Stanley Cup final, Tampa, Montreal. Is it getting Mm -hmm. some play out there where you are?
3: No, it's not at all. And uh, I, being in Southern California, Rod, and back in the day I was on Fox Sports Radio nationwide. And the biggest markets we always had were the same thing. It was always Detroit, Chicago, Boston, New York. When it came to the West Coast, being in LA, Anaheim, San Jose, unless they were in the in the playoffs themselves in the Stanley Cup then the numbers would would accentuate but in the big picture they just don't get them Rod. it's just it's unfortunate. I do believe that the expansion in Seattle is going to help the West Coast an awful lot with so the ultimate Pacific because you have more rivalries out here and that will get more things going because Seattle's a great a great sports city as we know. In the States, that's gonna help. But as far as the numbers here, no. The Clippers are in the are in the NBA Final Four, so that's what's getting all the publicity out here, Rod.
1: Well, I appreciate the, I appreciate the honest answer because I've been, my Eastern friends are like, Why are we starting these games at eight? Nobody's watching out west. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes sense, right? What's your take on this? It does. Yeah, what, what, what's your take on this finals series matchup?
3: My, my take is this. When I, when this was, when we were getting into the, into the, the first couple of rounds, we all can agree that the abs Vegas was the most exciting end-to-end action in the NHL playoffs so far. I saw going forward Vegas bringing that game to play Tampa for the Stanley Cup. I love the Montreal story. I was a Montreal fan as a little kid up in boston my boston friends hated me because uh, you know i was a montreal guy because i love Jean Bellevaux. however the story is great but my what's what i feared going through when vegas couldn't figure out montreal and the way they were boxing between the blue lines and slowing them down i feared this might happen because when you look at tampa from last year to this year they have stars at every single position when your fourth line has tyler johnson on it who's a top six forward on any other team in the nhl i look and say yeah he's a fourth liner sorry i i i I just don't i fear that we may have a five game a a five game series and i love to be wrong because no one likes hockey like people like us i want to see seven games Rod, i just don't see it happening after what i saw last night that that tampa went to the net tampa got in carry price's face tampa was not putting up with the four Beamoths on defense all guys were six foot three 225 who shut everybody else down tampa was having none of it and and they were blowing by them between the blue lines and that's where the speed came in of tampa and again tyler johnson fourth line come on
1: yes yeah. Sp- it's, it's Spok- I, I spokane think, washington kid Spokane, Washington yeah. kid, Tyler Johnson. and, could, and could,
3: could be in Seattle next year.
1: <laughs> how about that? That would that would be how perfect for them if they did that, uh, by the way. But, a yeah, they made Montreal look bad last night. And I said God was on Montreal's side, clearly, in the Vegas series. But, I, like, last night, God must have been busy because he didn't show up. They're saying now that Carey Price is, was hurt last night, that he took a shot in the collarbone. I don't know, man. You better figure out a way to win without this guy. But, Dan, listen – Beyond all of that, I just heard this yeah. weekend from a hockey buddy of mine, and I'll say his name, Jared Dumba, part of the uh, famous Dumba hockey family. He said this is the first year that there's more American kids playing hockey than Canadian. And you've seen I, this. I, yeah. I believe. Yeah, what do you, how, what I, do you I think have when seen you hear it.
3: that? Well, well, what I think is is that... The game is no longer being played as where I grew up back east on a frozen pond or my dad's backyard, freezing the whole thing. Uh, there's more arenas around, more rinks around. And, and if you don't play, if you play in the Sun Belt, Austin Matthews, you can be uh, a top pick and you can be an NHL player. I go back to the days, Rod, when I was out here working with uh, the NHL and Brian Burke was the GM of, of, of Anaheim. I remember him saying to me and to all of us, there's athletes in southern california we just got to get them on the ice get them away from playing football baseball and basketball put them in the ice. you're going to find athletes well guess what we're finding athletes once you get them on the ice and give them the exposure your great athletes will play this great sport they just need to have access to it and because of the numbers of people south of of of, of the 48th parallel with you guys there's a ton of places to play i mean Look at the kids from Texas and Florida and Arizona and California who are all in the National Hockey League now. And they're growing exponentially. So yes, we are getting more and more and more of them. I believe, Rod, correct me if I'm wrong, we are still number two as far as percentages of mm-hmm. players league-wide, but we're growing. And there comes a time when the, you see the U18s, the U19s, the World Juniors. The U.S. team is there to stay every single time. Yeah, and that's a great thing for hockey. I just want to see the best players play, and you're going to see more Canadians perhaps uh, have angst about it because if the U.S. continues to grow, uh, it's going to take away jobs because yeah. everyone in Canada plays hockey.
1: <laughs> well, it's a uh, everyone. It's a numbers thing, and don't let's not go down the World Juniors road. But I look at Zegras Caulfield. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I mean that's like. Listen, I get it. I'm like you, though. I just want the best hockey. I want opportunities for everybody. And trust me, if it's a population thing, that's the way that it goes. But you just mentioned, and by, well, by the way, all those kids playing now were born in the 2000s in terms of junior players, and I'm a junior hockey guy. There's like four or five guys on my team, the Regina Pats, God's team, that are from Sunbelt. And um, everybody loves that, by the way, when I say that. But is hockey... So hockey's growing in the United States. So is there a day coming that a Montreal Tampa series would grab people's interest on the West coast or is it going to take, what's it going to take? No,
3: no. What's going to take, Rod, is, is more people knowing the game, what we have now with the new contracts for TV with the, the ESPN conglomerate and, and then TBS, TSN, uh, that's going to get more eyeballs into it. Hopefully you're going to have more personalities, uh, Talking such as wayne gretzky's been hired down here mark messier has been hired down here hopefully the guys like that who are the icons who have personalities will talk maybe they'll get jeremy roenick back on tv where he <laughs> belongs uh and uh, because people want to see characters they you know the nba is such there's a reason that that charles barkley is still one of the biggest names in the nba in the states now he hasn't played in a long time but he's a personality people want to be entertained and learn about it the difference is when you live in Canada you grew up playing hockey of some sort you're skating so you get the idea of what the physicality of the game is i've been in the states for so long my whole life working in sports many many years and the guys who i've dealt with the girls i've dealt with who didn't play hockey they don't understand the intricacy of playing the sport of hockey that it's two sports in one one you've got to skate that's itself its own sport two you got to play hockey because if you can't skate you can't get from point a to point b where the puck is and it's a very frustrating sport you can play soccer running around you can play basketball running around football baseball running around but you can't play hockey unless you know two sports in one and and all my days right when i was in the, on the radio i used to tell people you don't understand how big hockey is to the canadian uh culture there's a hockey player on their five dollar bill hey come on people <laughs> and we all think in the states oh you know baseball basketball football are big sports and they are but as far as percentages, hockey is bigger in Canada than all three of those sports combined are down here in the States. And people just don't get it. Yeah. I've tried to educate them. And the more they watch it, the more fans get turned on. Because when you see a hockey game in person, even if you don't know how to play it, you are turned down by the speed, the, the, the tenacity, the beauty. It's, it's so many things in one ride because these are athletes, and I know we're biased. They're by far the best all-around athletes of any sport
1: and they are oh yeah oh shoot absolutely uh but here this is great and thanks for that commercial by the way for canadian hockey uh from c <laughs> but here's it: you started something dan from c walker on youtube regarding the usa under 18 program and i'll throw in under 20 let's put all the best canadian players on one team and let them play together for a year we destroy all you
3: kick the hornet I'm, I'm not gonna I, I'm, I i don't mind doing that i like kicking hornets because i like people get involved and get passionate you go back to the us we became good and we got our our, our program together in, in in the midwest and we brought all the best players and when they were 12 13 14 15 whatever it was and uh, and and that's how we built our program down here and when your best players get to play for all those years together and look at the guy you you know look at look at look at some of the kids you have down here now and and whether they've gone through our junior program or they, they play university, some guy named Cole Caulfield, uh, Jonathan Taves, I, you know, there's a number of them that have gone through and played a year or two or three years. And, and uh, Kill, Killorn played four years at Harvard. So we have these, these guys now that are, that are, that are getting the, the, the hours in, they're getting the time in, and they're getting mature playing down here in the, in the U.S. system. And by the time they get to the NHL, they're more prepared to come out and, and play with the best of the best. And that's, the, that's what's, what's happening here. And you're seeing more kids also, uh, Rod, that do come to the, the university system in America. Because I've talked to many GMs about this. They said, look, Sidney Crosby comes along once in a generation. Nathan McKinnon, once in a generation. We, we, we only have so many guys who can begin the NHL at 18 years old. But you get these kids that come in, whether they're U.S. or Canadians or European kids, and they come in and they play a year, two years, three years, four years of college hockey. When they get to my team... They can live in their apartment by themselves i don't have to worry about them they've been on their own already and they're much more mature coming to my locker room as 22 23 year old rookies as opposed to 18 19 year old kids it's been a big thing this university system that's helped the nhl and that's going to get more american kids involved in hockey because they see an outlet there if i can get a scholarship to go play college hockey get an education for free this is a win-win and this is something that 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 is that that parents are talking about And youth programs are talking about, and that's going to help a lot more kids play more hockey. And ultimately, hopefully, for people like you and me, it'll make our sport more accessible and more enjoyed by more people. Because you and I, we're going to watch the game no matter what. You and I, are, we're
1: in. Uh, I was just going to say, isn't this fun to talk about? yeah
3: this is my this, I, I i i didn't sleep last night knowing that i'd be on the radio with you this morning I was oh so, yeah like yeah kid. yeah
1: yeah i bet,
3: I, bet. I, I, I I but i but i am i'm a kid talking hockey because i just love this sport so much it's been everything to me uh you know my first my first winter memory i'm sure is similar to yours being in the ice someplace in a pond or in the backyard you think back to being three four years old so i got skating it's like yeah i recall that pretty vividly at my age now because that was just something that we were so lucky to have done. And, uh, and I, I wish others would be as lucky. That's why talking hockey is, is everything, Rod. It's everything. Uh, it is, now, but I, can the, can yeah. the, can the, can the finals go longer than four games?
1: <laughs> <laughs> They'd better fix it, <laughs> fix it, Gary. But listen, I can't let you go Jeez. without talking about NHL cool shots for 60 seconds. Um, was it life-changing you. for you? Because it was for me, man. I never missed an episode, by the way. Yeah, I loved it. Obviously, you did yeah,
3: too. You know, you're, you're, well, you're in the sports business, so when you're in our business and you have a TV show that lasts for eight years, it's a pretty good run. I was very lucky to have that eight-year run. And, yes, was it life-changing? Of course, because it was a great job that I did for those eight years, and I was around hockey. That's the sport that I love. And, and then, of course, what, what, uh, what Clark and I mentioned last time I was on when, when you were away, uh, that one shift when I got to play with the Minnesota Wild. I and mean, come on. <laughs> I'm a guy doing a TV show who can skate well enough to not injure myself and, and, hopefully not, and not hurt them. But I got to live out all of our fantasies as hockey players because when you're out there on the ice with the best of the best in the world, you know how special they are. And to be there with them on the ice, abusing me, and and, and just taking me to the woodshed as they did. It was just a great experience to live through, to experience, and then to share with all of us guys and girls who are never going to be in the NHL. It was just a special time. So, yeah, it, it, it's, a, it's a highlight of my life and always will be. And thank you for bringing it up.
1: Well, you know what just dawned on me was the era that that was. Dan, they'd never allow that now. There's no way they would Definitely. ever allow that now.
3: No, they, they, they would not. And in fact, it's funny because uh, the, the Minnesota Wild just had their 20th anniversary <clears throat> in 2020. And it made me think back to 20 years ago because it was their inaugural season, which is why they allowed us to do it, to get publicity for the team. They wanted to find a way, more, more eyeballs. And so the day I was in the NHL, the one day, I wore number 40. Because at that day, I was 40 years old. And for that day, I was the oldest guy in the NHL.
1: <laughs> well, you haven't aged a bit. Dan, we are out of time. Uh, no, I've but aged this a lot, has, but thank you. <laughs> yeah, this has, not, uh, this has not disappointed. I appreciate the time. Everybody give him a follow on Twitter. Dan Moriarty, communications coach now. He's got his finger in a lot of things. And let's do it again soon, my man. I appreciate it.
3: I look forward to it. Thanks for asking me on. I'll do it whenever you want me. I'm here for you, man. Talk Appreciate
1: on. it. The great Dan Moriarty joining us from Southern Cali here today. Listen, we're a little late for a break. We'll be right back with a sports update. Producer Clark is going to come out of his cage and join us for the rest of the show. How about that? You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports talk radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.
0: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Uh, hey, we got a special guest in here, the third Cidine. Hey, I, you know, <laughs> I need to lose like 60 pounds in order to be called. Producer the Clark thing. the Third III joins us here in the bunker. Mandy in Edmonton says, Producer Clark is coming on. That's something new and a treat. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yeah. We got things to talk about with Clark. A lot, actually. Some business to take care of. But a sports update. We've got two breaking news items today the buffalo sabers have hired don granado as their new head coach Granato had been the interim head coach after replacing ralph Kruger behind the bench last year after losing 22 of 28 games under Kruger, the sabers won nine of their final 28 with granado at the helm and rallied to win three times when trailing after two periods this is granado's first nhl head coaching job after assistant coaching stints with buffalo chicago and st louis the Edmonton Oilers, meanwhile, have signed center Ryan Nugent Hopkins to an eight-year extension with an average annual value of $5.125 million. The native of Burnaby, B.C., had 16 goals, 19 helpers, in 52 games this year. The first overall pick by the Oilers in 2011 is 10th all-time in Oilers scoring. I would have never have believed that.
2: Yeah, well, longevity... Longevity does that, (laughs) I guess. Right,
1: four hundred and seventy-eight points, for sure. Yeah, I guess. But I mean, back in like the eighties, even the nineties, there's a lot of guys that were there a long time. But
2: good for the Nooch, great for the Nooch. And you know, it's interesting. um, We've been talking about these this next wave of contracts. uh, Me and Max on the Squadcast, subtle, subtle plug. Uh, But we we were talking about how these really good players are probably gonna have to take you know pay cuts, quote unquote pay cuts. Because uh, you know, in a normal year, Nugent Hopkins is probably worth seven million dollars, and he just took a five million dollar contract. Essentially, so uh, that's huge for the Oilers. It's going to give them a lot of flexibility going into the off season. So, be interesting.
1: The Toronto Blue Jays return to the field tonight after an off day. Toronto home in Buffalo for a three game set against the Seattle Mariners. Lefty Robbie Ray starts for Toronto. He's five and three with a three point three five ERA. Toronto third in the American League East, six and a half games behind front-running Boston. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Hawks look to even things up in the NBA's Eastern Conference Finals tonight. Atlanta trails 2-1, heading into game four against the visiting Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's won the last two games in double digits after dropping the opener. And uh, back to Major League Baseball for a second, Angels outfielder Mike Trout has been transferred to the 60-day injured list, ruling out his return until after the All-Star break. Trout was in a batting cage Monday for the first time since he strained his right calf on May 17th. Skipper Joe Madden says Trout's injury is more than 50% healed. The sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, Dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G protein bars, RP Show viewers get 20% off with the promo code RP Show. Order yours now at g2gbars.ca. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, is the Stanley Cup final over? On Twitter, 59% saying no, it's not. Clark, how good are your eyes? Can you see what it says on the monitor? Yeah, over there? when
2: I get it up there, 74% say no on Facebook. It's not over. So, yeah, the heavy consensus is it's no. And as a Leafs fan, uh, whose team had a 3-1 lead against these Montreal Canadiens at one point in these godforsaken playoffs, uh, I'll vote no as well. Uh, <laughs> just having seen it firsthand, Montreal can do a lot of special things this offseason so, or this postseason. Well, so. the uh, news on Carey
1: Price is disturbing.
2: Yeah. And How? She, Shea Weber got fined today as well, which I guess doesn't For affect the game status. Job, yeah. But uh, yeah, they're, I think they're dealing with a lot because I also heard that Brendan Gallagher was kind of day-to-day, potentially sounds like he's going to be available to play, but he might not be 100%. So they're battling right now. And Tampa's got a lot of depth to fight that. So, Well, we're taking care of a lot of business here. And Come
1: On Official is the official betting partner of the Rod Peterson Show. And they've got odds on the Conn Smythe winner. This is for the MVP of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And guys, if I believe we have a graphic there. There, there we go, Clark. What Can are we thinking it? <laughs> here? It's a tiny monitor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, they got Vazy, They've got Kucherov. They've got
2: Braden Point, Carey Price, Victor Hedman. It's like yeah. all Lightning and one Hab. Yeah, so <laughs> That's what I, I'm they, they've got the Stanley Cup odds on the top there, too. And you barely win anything if you pick the Lightning at this point. This is updated as of today, as is after game one. So the Lightning basically, uh, they're basically giving it to the Lightning right now. Uh, so voting for the or betting on the Habs right now, if you're if you're a gambling person, you might uh, you might get a return if it pays off. But look, the con Smythe, I just I think it's hilarious that Carey Price is the only Montreal Canadian on the entire list because uh, I think Montreal, or the last I checked, Tampa Bay had five of the top six scores in the NHL playoffs so far this season. So, well, uh, they're doing pretty good. The Habs better start playing. Those are long odds for them to win the Stanley Cup, as you can see from our
1: friends at Come On Official. Put a bet down. Comeon.com or download the app. Beginners can uh, play for free initially. But Montreal better start playing. I swear, coming out of the Vegas series, that I thought Cole Caulfield might have a shot at
2: the Conn Smythe. Well, Didn't I mean, do much last night. If he has a big few games here, uh, he's, he's leading the Habs in goal scoring. So if he has a couple of games where maybe he pots one or two a game, uh, he could very well get the consmythe. He could be that X factor that they need really badly because last night they just got outplayed in every single category. Chris Bird watching in
1: Toronto says, I like the consmite odds for the field. You're saying none of the
2: above, which... Yeah, there's a chance of that. We got how many games left in this series, man? There is a chance. It, it, the only way I can see the field winning is if it's Caulfield or, you know, one of the Canadians, because the, all the guys that have odds for the Lightning are the guys who would win it. Kacharov and Point, like those Vasilevsky, those three guys, I think you have to think they would win. So uh, if you're betting on the field, it'd be very interesting to see what happens with that.
1: We're going to uh, break and have more with Producer Clark when we come back in overtime. So anything you want to discuss, uh, a lot of people wanted to get the CFL discussion going today. There is a lot of news there. Stanley Cup final day off today. The Blue Jays making a trade today, getting some bullpen help. We should address that. So lots to talk about in overtime. You're watching on uh, Game Plus TV Network, live streaming on YouTube and Facebook daily, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.
0: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod.
1: Welcome back, everybody. And producer Clark is in the bunker too, the third sitting. And, hey, we call this viewer takeover here in overtime. And Jen from the Four Seasons writes in. She says, have a great day, people. Well, we missed you last night at the Four Seasons, Jen. We missed you. They said we just missed you. (laughs) We showed up at the Seattle Kraken Fan Club headquarters to watch uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final. But we didn't stay till it was over. After two periods, I'm like, this is over, guys. Let's go. It was, uh, yeah, a little out of hand. They were all down. Uh Habs got spanked 5-1. Brady writes in on the Prairie Mobile Text Line. Prairie Mobile is your authorized SasTel mobility dealer and Brady says, "Hey Rod, answer to the poll question. Hell no." The poll question is, "Is this series over?" He says, "Losing game 1 isn't the end of the world. Go practice, make adjustments and come back better in game 2. Lots of hockey yet to be played." That's from Brady. From the 222, Paul the Bomber fan. Says, hi, Rod, just for the record, I will never, all caps, cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. Even back in the 70s when they played that historic game against Russia, I didn't cheer for them. I'm glad it ended in a tie. (laughs) There you go. Paul, the bomber fan. Well, we don't talk enough baseball here. Clark is a baseball guy. I dabble. The uh, Toronto Blue Jays acquired injured outfielder Corey Dickerson and reliever Adam Simber in a trade today with the Miami Marlins. Miami obtained infielder Joe Panic and minor league reliever Andrew McInvale in the deal. Dickerson's sideline with a bruised left foot. Supposed to be out two more weeks. The side-winding Simber has a 2.88 ERA in 33 games. And we all remember Joe Panic. For being the guy that Ross Stripling lost his mind on a couple of weeks tore ago, tore a strip off, oh. him, you might say. Panic uh, was batting two forty six with two homers and eleven RBI, and that's uh, so why I was glad I was watching the Blue Jays game on whenever they were in Miami, middle of last week, because I caught that sidearming. Is that what they call it now? Sidewinding? They've changed all the names of everything. Yeah, well, There's all sorts of names you can call it whatever
2: you want. Really. Well, it reminded me of Dan, submariner.
1: Submariner, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, this trade looks good to me. Any bullpen help will help this blue jays team
2: you're bullish on this trade am i right in saying that yeah it's great it's going to be huge uh simber is going to come in and basically be a specialist uh who's going to be able to set up some of their other relievers really well again just with that release point that he has uh he's really difficult to hit especially for uh left-handed hitters is what i was hearing so uh it'll be interesting to see uh how he kind of fits into the bullpen Big addition. He's got one of the lowest ERAs in the MLB in terms of relievers. So, and he's super cheap as well, which is always helpful in the MLB. Uh, and Dickerson, he's a, he's a left-handed bat, which the Jays just don't have many of. And that's an underrated thing in terms of all this trade. Because th- basically, you know, Bichette, Guriel, Springer, uh, Guerrero, uh, go down the list. Everybody's a right-handed bat, so when you get into a big, you know, power-throwing right-handed pitcher, and all you got is right-handed bats, it can be a little difficult sometimes. So this just allows them to play a little bit better in terms of matchups, uh, and that's baseball's all about matchups these days. Uh, so Dickerson will come in once he's healthy, and uh, you know, be a really good bat in the lineup, uh, and he's not bad defensively either. So,
1: so uh, that's the analysis of the Blue Jays trade. And by the way, sports on tap tonight for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through liquor store the blue jays are home they open a midweek set against the seattle mariners 507 mountain first pitch at buffalo salem field and uh, in the nba tonight it's the bucks and the hawks the uh, bucks lead two games to one that's a 630 p.m. mountain first tip there in the nba i was a little surprised i actually quite surprised Clark at the poll question results the other day when i said are you following the nba playoffs what what was it like? Close to seventy percent said yeah, no. Yeah,
2: I think sixty to sixty-five percent about we're saying no, and it was higher than that. So we got some late votes, I think, that pulled it down. But uh, I gotta say, I haven't watched much, of really, it either. So. Well,
1: because the Stanley Cup's been on every night. Yeah, which I get, but yeah. there isn't tonight. No, so. Yeah. Uh, Les Peach uh, watching says great addition to the bullpen and a good left-handed bat, but it just plugs up the outfield situation even more. Not a bad thing. Mandy says Clark needs to be asked about a CFL (laughs) uh, topic. I've never seen him talk about it. Well, we could do that, but I suggest in the two minutes that we have left, I think you should explain to the viewers what's going to
2: happen because it's going to be a gong show over sure. the next few days here. Yeah, well, these guys decided to go to Montreal midweek, so it's a great thing. It's going to be exciting. Uh, tomorrow and Monday, we have a guest host. Kelly the Silver Fox Rempel is going to be sitting over there. Kelly did a great job that other time he hosted the show. Uh, so we're going to, tomorrow is going to be a big day, a uh, lot of big name guests, and Kelly's going to be sitting in Rod's chair. Uh, we're going to have our guest co host, instead of Darren. It's going to be Peter Lubardius calling in for the entire show. So Silver Silver Fox and uh, Peter Lubardius, good longtime friends. You know them, Rod. Obviously, they've been friends a long time. So they're going to be ho- co-hosting the show together. Our guests are going to be Theo Fleury, Alan Miller, who's now with Hockey Canada. He's not with the Moose Show Warriors anymore. Uh, and Michael Babcock. I don't know if anybody's heard of Babs. this guy. He's an up-and-coming hockey analyst. Uh, I don't know if anyone's heard of him, but Michael. Babcock. Up-and-coming coach
1: He's the university hockey coach yes. I heard.
2: Yeah, he's just broke into the university ranks, so uh, it's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be a great show, a lot of fun. Uh, you guys will be in Montreal Thursday, Friday, for live shows. I think you mentioned that. Yep. Uh, you're working on guests. It's going to be a bunch of live guests. It's going to be great. Uh, we'll see. It's going. I'm, I'm actually curious to see who all pops in over the next couple of you, days. With as am guys. I. As are you. Uh, and then Monday again, uh, Remple will be here as they're on a travel day. So Rempel will be in. We'll announce those guests as we go. But you guys are actually going to appear. I don't know if you know that yet, Rod, but you're going to be on the show on Monday. Oh, I would hope. So there you go. Uh, that's, that's, so it's going to be a crazy next couple of days. Uh, it is, but I got to thank
1: the guys uh, at Game Plus TV. They were the genesis for it, uh, saying, hey, do you want to go to Montreal? And here we are. Bob's your uncle. Here we are. And. Actually speaking of Bob, Bob Merrier is my guy, sober coach of the stars. You've heard me been talking about him for the last couple of years on this show. He is lining up all of his Habs buddies and they'll be joining us live on the set. It, for those that watched our shows in Houston and you remember that cuz I think you produced it for back here. Yeah, yeah,
2: we yeah. It was the same
1: idea. It's just round table what we always wanted it to be, the view for sports fans. Here we go. Uh, daytime from Montreal downtown ahead of Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, and who knows what the series will be by then. So I guess I'm out of here, Clark. Yes. I'm out of here. Great job. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, thanks for taking over the uh, Access show as well. I would get to all your comments, but we are out of time. Remps will be in this chair. The Silver Fox will talk to you from Montreal on Thursday here on Game Plus. You screwed up, Clark! For more Rod
0: Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah,
1: you get it